The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two, two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted, so do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. First off, happy Father's Day to all fathers out there. Um, we know we have our, our gifts that we go, gave last week. Um, it was kind of a joint Mother's Day, Father's Day gift, our branded face mask. So um, hopefully you got those, um, but happy Father's Day to you. Sometimes I forget to use the saints, the lives of the saints when preaching, I can get all up in my head and, and you know, arguments and, and proofs and just talking about ideas instead of just presenting to you an example of someone who lived out all the ideas and all the scriptures and all the arguments. And a lot of us respond best to seeing someone live it and then following with our lives. So uh, this past week, I was reading the story of Blessed Chiara Badano, and the Lord told me to tell you her story in relationship to today's gospel. Chiara was born in 1971, pretty recently. She lived in a small town in Italy. She was the only daughter to her parents who had tried for 11 years to become pregnant She was the answer to their prayers. So even as a young girl, she showed signs of charity and holiness. Uh, Her her mother said the following, a little story about Kiara when she was four years old. She said, Kiara had many toys. One day while playing in her bedroom, I said, you have so many toys. And she said, yes. (laughs) Then I suggested she give some of them to the poor children in the town. Then she said, no, they're mine. Okay, so she's a regular little girl, okay? That's, that's important to know. So I return to the kitchen, but soon I hear her little voice. This one, yes. This one, no. This one, yes, etc. Intrigued, I peek into her room. Kiara is dividing her toys into two very distinct piles and then asked me for a shopping bag. I brought it to her and she began to fill it. Kiara, but those are new, I tell her. She said, I can't give old toys to poor children. This little four-year-old girl. And it shows something pretty cool. She is like all of us. 
She was like all of us. She had a conversion of heart, even as a four-year-old. And you know what? I know I want toys, but, but I desire uh, someone else's good. When she grew up a little more, and she was about 12 or 13, she found the Focolare movement. It was, just, it was just like a youth group in Italy, or, or part of it was a youth group. She said this about her time with Focolare and her experience. When she rediscovered the gospel, she said, I have rediscovered the gospel. I was not an authentic Christian because I did not live it fully. I won't and cannot remain illiterate of such an extraordinary message. Now I want to make this wonderful book the only goal of my life. This little 12-year-old girl, I want to make the gospel the only goal of my life. And while she was holy, right, while she was set apart, if you will, she was still normal. That's why I'm using her example. We could, we could talk about saints from back in the day and, and all we have is you know, paintings of, of people we don't even know what they look like or, or they're wearing togas, right? Because every saint wears a toga. Well, that's sometimes what we think, right? We think of saints, oh yeah, the people in togas from like 300. But this is Blessed Chiara. She, she was born in 71. She died in the early 90s. She was a little girl like anyone else. She had the internet, she was just like anyone else except she was holy. At the age of 17, Kiara was playing tennis. She loved sports. She loved tennis. She felt a sharp pain in her shoulder, and eventually she was diagnosed with a cancer, and it had been metastasized to a lot of different places. It was far along. She was 17. And throughout her entire treatment, and this is where her sanctity is, she was joyful even in the midst of pain. She encouraged her youth group friends. She would record recordings. We have recordings of her voice, which I listened to the other day. I didn't even know what she was saying. She was speaking in Italian. She was just talking. I started crying. I'm like, what the? I don't even know what she's saying. Why am I crying? Because just the sound of a saint's voice should drop us to our knees. You might have had this experience with John Paul II. You might hear him have heard him talking in Polish and not even know what he's saying. It's just, wow, it's beautiful. It doesn't mean, right, she offered up her sufferings and she was joyful throughout her whole uh, illness. doesn't mean that she wasn't scared. She just experienced that fear with Jesus, not apart from him. She said the following, if I, ch- if I had to choose between walking again because her treatment um, made her not be able to walk, and going to heaven, I, would, I wouldn't hesi- hesitate. I'd choose heaven. And, and this is a, a quote that's often on pictures of her holy cards. She says, for you, Jesus, if you want it, I want it too. The last words she spoke were to her mother. She said, mom, ciao, be happy, because I am. And Kiara teaches us a great lesson. Because her life isn't super extraordinary. And she didn't die a martyr in a coliseum or found a religious order. She didn't travel around the world. Not everyone knew her name. She wasn't Mother Teresa or John Paul II. She was a 17-year-old girl. And she was holy. You are called to be a saint. 
You are called in your life, whatever it brings, to be holy. We like to compartmentalize the saints, compartmentalize sanctity. You know, and think of these great feats and great miracles and healings. And, and you know, Padre Pio, he bilocated and he was, one, he was in two places at one time. And this other guy levitated. That's cool. That, that happened, right? That's cool. But guess what? Most of us will not levitate. What if I just levitated right now? That would be, y'all would freak out. We'd see how really holy you are. If you ran, we'd be like, mm-hmm. I don't trust God. No. Most of us are not going to levitate. Most of us are not going to heal people. But all of us will be in the situation, maybe not the exact same situation, but be in Kiara's situation. Because this is the lesson she taught us. Blessedness, sanctity, sainthood, and joy does not exist merely in the absence of suffering. Right, that's called the prosperity gospel. It's, it's a heresy. It's wrong. It's not what Jesus preached. See, blessedness, sanctity, joy, in some ways, are the fruit of suffering. That's what Kiara taught us. This is important to know because you will suffer. You might be suffering right now. You will be detached from this world. That's what suffering does. It it rips the world away from us because we we get comfortable. We're like, oh, I like this world. I like my things and my health and my family. I like my family. It rips it from us. You'll get sick. There will be pandemics. There will be violence and civil unrest. You will die. But do not be afraid of the one who takes away your physical life. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy your soul. See, physical death is not the greatest evil. And in fact, the cross of Jesus flips physical death on its head. It it reverses it. It uses the tool that evil brought to us, right? The sin, the fall, or the original sin, and like the wages of sin is death. And it said, guess what? Juke move. Now it's life-giving. We didn't turn it off. This is the third week in a row. Gosh. Oh, no, it's okay. Look, this is my suffering. It's very small. It's very small. Those bells. Right, so... Our, our suffering and, and our, our detachment from this world is actually what brings us sanctity. I've seen people leave God, right? Leave the church or, or at least be distanced from God. They might, they might sit in the pew, right? Because that's, that's what they do every weekend and it's, we've been doing it since we were little. We might sit in the pew, but I'm putting God at a distance and I'm mad and I'm angry and, and, and I'm, I'm detaching from God because of my suffering because he took my dad or, or my child or my health or my job. And that's understandable. But I encourage anyone who's in that situation, who's been in that situation, who might be in that situation right now to look at Kiara and say, 
What does sanctity look like? Sanctity looks like a 17-year-old girl who gets cancer, is laying in her bed, can't walk anymore, and says, if you want it, Jesus, I want it too. Can talk to her mom, and the last thing she says to her mom is, bye, mom. Mom had to hear her daughter say bye. I'm happy. I'm happy. Why was she happy? Because she wasn't afraid of anyone or anything that could take her physical life because she had Jesus. And that doesn't go away. Blessed Kiara Badano, intercede for us that we may let go of our attachments here through acceptance of our sufferings and choose heaven today.